whenever we talk F1, we have mm-hmm. to play this very majestic theme that everyone knows. You know this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there is only one way that you can improve that theme, and that is by adding the dulcet commentary like this. What a performance from Charles Leclerc. Magic in qualifying. A dominant drive. Fastest lap. 25 world championship points. The man from Monaco. Magic in Melbourne. Charles Leclerc wins the Australian Grand Prix for Ferrari. The Scuderia is back on top in Formula One. And they're doing it in dominant style. Oh, wasn't that good? How good was that? Wasn't that fantastic? And you know what? The man, the myth, the legend, you might know him as the editor and one of the many faces of the race talk. The guy, it lives, breathes and sleeps motorsport and is a fixture and staple of the Bathurst 12-hour and 6-hour Enduros. But he's also going to be a part of the coverage of the 2023 Formula One Rolex Australian Grand Prix, which gets underway on Friday the 31st of March and continues all weekend live and free on Network 10. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Richard Crail. Team. Hello, how are we? Oh, we're, we're good, bro. Now that, that that intro has just happened, we've oh. run out of time. So uh, <laughs> thanks for chatting, mate. It's nice, nice to talk. Uh, I'll see you over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, say, mate, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, I detest listening back to my commentary, but um, that was an all right line, wasn't it, actually? The whole oh, Monaco man in Melbourne. Thing. I'm not quite proud of that <laughs> 12 months on. That was an absolute belter. And I, I, I must admit, mate, I wasn't watching the Channel 10 coverage last year. I was watching, uh, I think, on KO, perhaps. And, and so I mm. missed that. That's the first time I've heard that. But the really? magic in Melbourne ah. with the monogast. I mean, that was just, that was top show. I mean, that was almost, yeah. what was that? Was that better than, I reckon that was better than Sky. Because you, you wouldn't hear that from Sky, I don't reckon. No, no definitely not. No. So oh, you, you've that. I'll take that. Well. I'm not about to up, disagree mate. with you, boys, on this show. <laughs> uh, I like, I've been looking forward to this chat all day, by the way, and I, I've been fortunate enough to bookend the day on uh, on the great SEN network. And, uh, but you, your benchmark is high, boys, because I started <laughs> the day with Jared Waitley. So <laughs> oh. you need to offer me up some real probing, deep, insightful questions if you're going to get anywhere near what, uh, what he threw at me this morning. <laughs> I can tell you, mate, you've been on a downward slide. Uh, you've started high with Waitley and you're, you've ended up right at the bottom of the slide with us us two clowns. But, mate, you must be excited because you get to cover and you are the voice of so many of the elite motorsport events in the country, the six-hour, the 12-hour, um, TCM. I mean, the, the list goes on S5, and on. S5000. S5000. But Formula One on Channel 10 in Melbourne. Is this Is this the highlight, do you reckon, of the year for you? Oh, second only to call uh, to, to watching Stevie J flog everybody in TCM every week. But no, it, it is. Um, yeah, from a as you boys know, from from a motorsport motorsport point of view, Formula One's the the benchmark. It's the the top of the tree. And and most people that I know in our sport, uh, whether they're a racing car driver or they work in the media or even the the many hundreds of officials that that support our, our sport and allow us to go and play in the, the car racing world, um, they all want to do a Grand Prix. And, and I'm certainly no different. And I, I grew up in Adelaide in the, the 85 to 95 era. So, you know, my my baptism of, of motor racing was, A, watching Johnson and Brock at Bathurst. But then it was the Australian Grand Prix four weeks later. So that, they were my cornerstones of my motor racing passion and where my love for the sport came from. So, 
Yeah, I've got to tell you, when we rolled in last year, and last year was my first first year doing this for 10, and, and it was a really cool thing, and I had a little, not a moment, I don't want to overblow what it was, but when that F1 theme played in the first mm-hmm. practice session, and I just sort of sat there listening to it, and then the, the director's in my ear going, uh, Q, Rich, Q. I was like, oh, yeah, right, this is me. I'm going to be talking. Normally I'm waiting for Crofty to pop up and talk about it. So it was a really surreal, strange moment for me to, to be able to experience that. And, yeah, with a year under my belt now, I'm looking forward to getting back into it and having a, another crack this year. Well, Crazy, I remember, I remember chatting to you last year uh, before – you were going on to do this um, down at the event, obviously, and um, I reckon it's it's the nervest I've ever seen you. Like you were you were proper packing. You were packing. You said to me, "I'm packing it, mate. I'm you know whating bricks at the moment." Uh, yeah, look at them. I don't know. I tend not to get massively nervous before we go on air, but. I think there's a level of pressure, and and Stevie, you know what it's like when it, yeah. you know when you can start a. A, a touring car race at, at Timbers Plains or Barbagello or wherever it might be. But the start of the Bathurst 1000 mm. is more important than all of them because it's the big show. It's the big prize. And and for me, it's the same. It, it's just that anticipation of knowing that, A, it's the biggest motorsport TV audience of the year in Australia. Um, there's a heap of people that might not watch motorsport throughout the year. So this could be their first introduction to the sport because Formula 1 is is broader than just the hardcore motor racing fans that we hang out with all year. Um, mm. So there's a bit of that. So it maybe not nerves, but certainly a, uh, a kind of a pressure and a responsibility to do good by the product. So, yeah, I, I was feeling it a little bit last year, and I was certainly – I put a lot of pressure on myself to do a, a good job, and, and clearly I did okay because they asked me back for a second <laughs> year, so I, I passed that test. <laughs> well, mate, a, a couple of our listeners have texted in and – while Stevie J and I are Formula One people, I, I, we probably don't and haven't done the re- in-depth research um, that the lead caller of F1's domestic coverage, uh, like yourself, has done. So we've, we've just got a couple in here. Hey, guys, enjoying the levity again. Good luck with the 10 cheeseburgers. If you didn't hear that, uh, Stevie J is going to try and down 10 cheeseburgers <laughs> on a happy day. But uh, the question from text message 775. Try 17 cheeseburgers. 17. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, that makes sense. Well, I'm not going to try Jet's number. 117. <laughs> 17. So, uh, what about 30, 33 on the Mustang? Oh, oh, that'd be pretty good. Maybe 33 I'll nuggies. Go, I'll go, yeah, I'll go your halves, mate. I'll go your halves. Yeah, okay, <laughs> copy that. So uh, text message 775 has texted in. It said, who's going to be the best of the rest after Red Bull in quali and the long stints? Good question. Um, do you know what? I, I think in quali, I don't think there will be a best of the rest. I, I think this right. is as, as wide open as it can be. And, and while the Red Bulls, their race pace has been unbelievable this year and they've, they've smoked everybody in the long runs and their DRS is hugely effective and they've added a fourth DRS zone, by the way, with a rear wing opens here this weekend. So mm, cool. that's only going to make them more, more challenging. But in qualifying, it's been super, super tight. And if you look at the, the delta, which is the swanky Formula One term for the margin from first to last, <laughs> it's closer than it's ever been in Formula One. It, it, there's 1.3 or 1.4 seconds covering the entire field. So I think it's really close. I, I reckon there's a real chance that they could get knocked off the pole position this weekend. Wow. And I, I don't want to say this just because he's the form guy and because I'm a fan and most people are. But I reckon it could be Fernando Alonso to do it. 
And the, the reason I say that is because last year in an Alpine, he very nearly put that thing on pole mm. and was on a lap in qualifying three, if you remember, that was good enough to put him on the front row. And the sector times matched with what Charles Leclerc ultimately did to get pole. But then he binned it down at turn 11 on his hot lap. So mm. he was clearly overdriving a car that wasn't capable. This year's Aston Martin is a better car than the Alpine he raced last year. So... I'm gonna. I don't, I'm a betting man, but I'd, I'd throw a little bit on Alonso. I, I reckon he's a genuine threat for pole. <laughs> the race pace thing's a harder question to answer because um, there's some un, unknowns in tyre life, and it's going to be a lot cooler this year, so we don't know how that's going to affect things. Yeah, good good luck beating good luck beating the Red Bulls in race pace, but I, I reckon those mm. Astons look pretty good for um, for the race as well. So maybe Fernando on the podium for the 101st time in his career. Oh. <laughs> I, I reckon if Nando brings it home, uh, the only person that would probably be more popular than a, a Nando win would be a Piastri win, right? I, I mean, yes, totally. you, you talk about putting some bucks down. Uh, he's 100 to 1, I believe, as an outsider at the moment to to take the race win. But how good is it? If we can't have Danny, we better have it, – it's good to still have an Aussie. Mm. He's a local boy. He's a Bratton boy from Bratton in Melbourne. Well, do you think, um, do you think he's a chance, Krause, of – Maybe even doing what he did in the last race meeting yeah, and popping points. it into the mm. – we got points, but popping it into the top 10 uh, of, quality. of quality into yeah. Q3. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, agreed. And I reckon if you beat Norris, you've had a good weekend because Land, yep, Lando agreed. is the real deal. He, he is a superstar. We all know that. Everyone who follows Formula 1 knows that this, this kid is going to be a world champion at some point if he gets the machinery under him. So if you, if you beat Lando, and especially if you do it at home, that's a huge tick in the box for Oscar. Uh, for Oscar. So, yeah, Q3 for sure. McLaren have got to get some points. Like, they're, they're last and second last in the championship. They're last in the constructors. Um, why not Oscar? His first world championship points coming at home on Sunday. The car's imagine? clearly all right. It's semi-decent in qualifying. So... Mm. They can execute a race, have a bit of luck. That'd be an amazing storyline. How good is it that Danny Rick's been doing some mega work on the simulators, and he's got the same amount of points as uh, Lando and Piastri this year? <laughs> well, Danny's been paid what twenty million bucks to sit around and have a year off, <laughs> scoring his old team. Yeah. Uh, no, no one's feeling sorry for no one's feeling sorry for Ricardo no. this year. There, there is no, no, no Ricardo is not down at the uh, the Dragon Hot Pot begging for a meal in uh, Glen Waverley. He's <laughs> well, he's absolutely this, fine. This could be his most enjoyable Australian Grand Prix because yep. even his best Aussie because he's here this weekend. His his best Grand Prix before. Remember he finished third. What was it 2016, yep. 17 in the Red Bull, but then had it yoinked away from him after the race. The thing got disqualified. So. He's had a shocking run at this place. Yeah, it was, correct. Mm. Um, so so this year, he can go into the corporate suite, have beer, enjoy the race. Yeah. Like, this is actually going to be an enjoyable Grand Prix he's, for him. He's actually been out in the wilderness of Australia doing some driving off-road in his F1 car and been with oh, SVG at Bathurst. Come on, stop. Hey? Now, listen. I don't. Well, I, 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 I love what Red Bull did. I think it's a sensational <laughs> video. But if you think for one second that any of that driving was Danny Ricardo, you're kidding yourself. It's a young bloke called Liam Lawson who just yeah. strolled through Red Bull HQ, grabbed the Danny Rick helmet, said, I'm off to Australia, They've got to shoot a video, and I've got to run the thing around Bathurst. So I hate to be that guy that explodes the myth, but no Danny Ricardo in that video, apart from at the start, maybe. And Madison, some can, we, can we agree, though, that what we now need to see 
uh, Formula One cars on gravel permanently. 100%. Because that, that thing on the farm being chased by Toby Price, <laughs> yeah, that is one of the great shots. And how yeah. did the F1 car go? The thing was decent. So I Not too bad. Round of the World Rally Championship, get rid of the WRC <laughs> cars and just roll yeah, yeah, out yeah. the Formula One field. The throttle was certainly getting a workout. Yeah, it was really good. Um, And just quickly, uh, Krause, we're going to let you go in a second, but Zach from Canberra, who is almost on the payroll here at SEN because he's a super fan and he texts in almost every week. So we love your work, Zach. Uh, Can't wait to tune in to 10 this weekend. I'd take it over the Sky coverage every day of the week. Krause's other love is Porsche and the Carrera Cup. I was wondering what his thoughts are heading into this season with such a good field. My money is on Callum Hedge. This season, that's from Zach in Canberra. What are your thoughts on that, Krause? Yeah, g'day, Zach. That's a good tip. That young bloke is super impressive, very highly rated, um, pounding around in uh, Formula Regional Toyota Racing Series over summer and and did a very nice job. He's super quick, very, very highly rated by his team. El Bamba rates him extremely highly, I know, and that's that's Mm. a pretty good tick in the box. But, man, Carrera Cup is awesome this year. There's a a great mix of super young, young drivers. But guys that are, are coming into the series for the first time, like Chris Pitter in a, in a Coke car, which is awesome. Yep. Garnett Patterson, who not many people know, but he's a, an absolute superstar and very, very fast in GT cars. So mm. he's going to be good. It, it's a ripper field, 30 cars. I mean, there's 19 cars in mm. pro, and I reckon 15 of them could probably win a race at some point this year. So yep. it's going to be a championship to watch there. Good, good pickup from Zach. Hey, mate, and also just quickly, we've got one from Dave in Werribee here. What's the speed difference between F2 and F1, so Formula 2 and Formula 1. What do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously it's going to be a bit of a guesstimate around Alder Park, seen it, but yeah. we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I did a little bit of research on this, Stevie, and uh, I had a look at Silverstone. So similar-style circuit, fast, open-flowing, high-speed, lots of long straights, fast sweepers, right? So Formula 1 car around there uh, is in the 27. So it's, about, it's a, a longer lap than Albert Park, but I, I think they... I think they marry up. Yeah. Uh, so Formula One's in the 27th, F2 cars there in the 39. So they're about 11 seconds, 12 seconds slower. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Formula Three cars, they're another seven seconds uh, down the road. So the F3 cars are probably, I reckon they'll be four or five seconds a lap quicker than a, than a supercar around Albert Park. And then a big yeah. jump up to the Formula Two and then an even bigger step to F1. So... They're quick, like they'll they'll be properly quick around Albert Park, but yeah, it's still a, a ten second gap at least, I think, to uh, to the F one cars. And the interesting thing about the Grand Prix this weekend, whilst all of the focus has either been on Weber or Ricardo or Piastri, the success of those guys um, has flowed on down the line as we always like to see. Because if you look at F two and F three. Across both of those categories, I reckon there's something like five or six Aussies crazy mm. that are having a crack in in the feeder categories to Formula One, and we haven't seen F2 and F3 here before at Albon Park. So I actually think that mm. when you look at the lineup of what we've got this weekend, F1 Supercars, F2, F3, F3. Carrera Cup, I think from a motorsport product to be paying your bucks to go in there and and uh, and watch the racing, I think the lineup for this year is it's just an outstanding entertainment lineup. Yeah, I agree. Assuming you can get a ticket because I think they're all gone for the weekend. But yeah, yep. isn't it nice to know that there's the next Danny mm. Rick or as it is now Oscar Piastri? Because there was a time when Mark Webber was in F1 and we're like, well, who's the next Aussie? Because there, there mm. wasn't an obvious candidate. But now you've got Jack Doohan doing great things um, for the Virtuosi team. He's an Alpine junior driver. He's in F2. So cool to see Jack race. That's his first mm. car race in Australian soil. 
which is amazing. Actually, it's Oscar wow. Piastri's first car race in Australia. His last <laughs> race in Oz was in a Rotax, I think, mean? out at the yeah. Oakley Go-Kart Club <laughs> in, uh, yeah. Yeah, eight years ago, I think. So wow. it's amazing. And then in Formula 3, you've got Hugh Barter, Christian Mansell, and young Tommy Smith, um, two of them driving for Campos and one for Van Amersfoort. So three young Aussies there, which is great. So you've got that ladder happening now of kids in the F1 system from here that are, are progressing up through the ranks. And if they've got the ability and they've got the backing to do the job, then it's nice to know that we've got that Aussie pipeline into F1 for when, you know, Piastri ultimately retires, we hope, as a multiple world champion. And then there's other Aussies coming behind him, which is great to see. It's, it's, it's going to be great to see. Uh, we've had Chris from Murrumbina who's texting. I reckon Chris is – that's the first time we've had Chris mm. texting before. G'day, Chris. Thanks for joining the show, mate. Um, hopefully Oscar does something similar to what Weber did back in 2002, oh, grabbing yeah. some points in a far worse Minardi. If not, we've still got Bottas the Bogan for it. How good <laughs> is Valtteri Bottas? <laughs> Can you work into commentary this weekend, Bottas the Bogan? Can that be done, Bottas Richard Grail? the Bogan. Well, with a mullet like that, it's a pretty easy sell, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and the that stash. Mullet, yeah, that mullet will, would work at McPhillamy Park on Sunday in October. <laughs> that, that is an outstanding effort. He was at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival last weekend. One of mm. the most Aussie things you could see uh, was a bloke with a mullet with the nickname VB doing skids in a V8 Commodore. <laughs> isn't that the most Australian thing that's ever happened? And so bashing it is, off the limiter with abandon. Yes, correct. Uh, John O'Webb nervously yeah. watching his Bathurst winning Commodore on. But, yeah. um, the only yeah, thing better, a, the only thing better watching that would have been if he just opened the diff and he did some single peggers coming out of the corner. <laughs> single peggers. I think I think it was wet, so you'd never have seen it. But yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty pretty close to that. It was very cool. So, yeah, uh, do, do, do we get Oscar on the podium if he gets points like Weber style? Oh, no, because they'll find him. They'll find him. Did they get in trouble for that? No, no, they didn't get in trouble. And if you you listen to uh, the most recent or one of the most recent F1s Beyond the Grid, which is just a sensational podcast, um, Stoddart was on and he explained all of what happened there. He he was absolutely Mm. clear in asking the question, are we going to get penalised? Are we going to get lose points? And Ron Walker... Uh, uh, God rest his soul, um, the head of Australian Grand Prix, Ron Walker, said, no, I've cleared it off with Bernie. You guys can yeah. get up there. So, no, that was all good. Um, look, it would be fantastic if Oscar can get anywhere near the front there. I, I'm not convinced that it's going to be. Uh, so two things for this weekend. Um, you've got to you've got to try and get uh, uh, Bottas the Bogan into commentary. <laughs> and next time that you're calling TCM, you need to call <laughs> Stephen. Uh, you need to call Stephen the janitor. Because he's just clean sweeping everything. So here it is. Here's the sweeper. You either call him the janitor or Sadie the cleaning lady because he is just clean sweeping everything in TCM. So those are your uh, those are your two things. It's got to be Sadie. I'll even get the old Farnsy, the Farnsy suit up for that one. You too. No, Winton. Watch out, Winton. In June, that is going to be. Yeah. No, we'll we'll do that for sure. Righto. I'll come forth.
<laughs> Only because you want revs. You yeah, don't want to lose yeah, any yeah, more revs, true. so that's why you're coming forth. <laughs> hey, Krausik, we better let you go, man, because you've got a very, very big weekend ahead of you. But uh, if you're wondering what the session times are, uh, where to watch on pay TV and both free to air, plus a whole heap more. Make sure you head to the Race Talk. Uh, the TV Guide has got everything there, including daylight savings as well. So head to the racetalk.com. Grazi, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. It's great to see you back on the Channel 10's com. They couldn't mm. get anyone more suited for the job. So we're really, really stoked for you, mate. And uh, go well this weekend. I appreciate it, boys. Uh, wish me luck because I've just been told that uh, I'm I'm driving my co-commentator to the track tomorrow. Uh, this casually the 1996 World Damon Champion Hill. Damon Hill. Oh, <laughs> good. That is going to be the most nervous 15 minutes on front row of my life. That's safe. <laughs> make make sure the hands are at nine and three on the steering wheel, mate, and yeah, uh, and 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 have a great call. I I say this with genuine affection, the Bruce McAvaney of motorsport, Richard Crow. Stop it. Thank you, Matty. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it very much, boys. Thank you. On your I, I, didn't, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know why I'm thanking you. Shut, shut up, Sadie. Uh, <laughs> no one asked you, Sadie. Uh, have a good one, Crowsey. Looking forward to listening on the weekend, mate. Thanks, boys. Cheers.